0: Okay, folks, welcome to this week's Fife Property Update. This is the week uh, commencing uh, the 25th of June up to yesterday, which was the 1st of July. Now, we're going to look at the whole of the five property market in terms of the number of transactions actually sold last week, also for the month of June itself, and then for the first six months of the year. And then we're going to look at their website statistics, our website statistics for the first six months of the year as well, which is quite a starting revelation about what's going on. Now, we're going to talk about summer selling, we're in top tips to do that as well, as well as cracking the code, whether it's a buyer or seller's market right now. Um, Watch out for our talk tomorrow on the uh, SAS pensions. So if you want to self-invest pensions and you want to use it, which is a self-administered pension uh, and property especially, um, then probably tune in tomorrow to the Off Creation Show because I'm going to have an expert, Kevin Whelan, on to talk about that as well. But I'll talk about that just towards the end. We're also going to talk about what's been coming onto the market as well. Lots of properties come onto the market. Um, interest rates, base rates have risen to 5%. How that's going to affect the market where things are going right now. Are we in a a split market where properties actually at the lower end of the market and lower price point are actually selling quite well, whereas the higher price point properties are actually taking a wee bit more time. And I'll give you some indications of that uh, going on through this. So hold tight, lots to learn and lots to take in, um, especially if you're considering selling, buying or whatever you want to do and how that will affect you as a seller or a buyer. Uh, or even if you just want to know what's going on in the property market itself. There's a lot of doom and gloom out there. The property market is gonna crash, oh my God. Everybody run for the hills. Um, well, that's not necessarily the case. Um, and I'll cover that point as well, because the media seems to be wanting to whip up a lot of hype. Um, we all know this is all about selling advertising space. It's all about clickbait, put a fantastic headline in there, click on it, all your adverts come up, they get paid. They're no bothered what you read after that. That's effectively how the media works. Um, so they only want something that's going to be a good headline story. They don't want to tell you actually what's going on itself because probably that's pretty boring. Uh, so, okay, let's kick off and talk about uh, numbers. Let's look at these. Uh, if you've got any questions, please feel free to ask them. Um, the question often, the, the stupidest question ever is the question never asked. I think that's what it is, if that makes sense. Uh, so ask questions. If you're unsure, just ask the questions. I'll not necessarily need to say your name, if that's the case. I see them in the comments coming up at the side. No one else gets to see them anyway. So I'm happy to do that and just uh, and just take your question individually on its own without anybody seeing it on screen. Um, okay, let's look at numbers for the week itself just passed. Uh, now you could see right across the five property market, look at these numbers. That's a startling revelation. Look at the bottom line in the last week. 113 properties came on the market. 113 properties actually listed. Supply and demand are exactly equal. But is that true if you look at underlying? If we've split it down by region, what's happening on each region of Fife itself? Well, look at Cooper, for example. Eight properties come onto the market through all the estate agents, 14 properties actually sold. So demand clearly outstripping supply. East Nuke, other way around. Five came on, three sold. St. Andrews, nothing came on in St. Andrews last week from any of the estate agents. Has St. Andrews suddenly stopped selling their houses? Is no one wanting to sell anymore in St. Andrews? Who knows? We'll find that out next week. But four of them actually sold that were currently on the market. Leave 11 came on, 15 sold, again, Demand outstripping supply. Domferman, 50 came on, 48 sold. Uh, Glenrothes, 10 versus 12. Kirkcaldy, 29 versus 17. It looks like Kirkcaldy's got a lot of supply coming on and uh, not much actually selling. So there's how it balances it out overall in the totals. It looks in the deep down uh, or, or or in the macro level, which is the overall overseeing level, rather than micro, which is individual regions, um, The everything looks okay, even Stevens, Steady market. But if you drill down individually into each area, it paints a different picture, uh, plus the fact the price points as well, and I will talk about them as I go. Let's look at the last month, which is June itself. Okay, so this is adjusted to take out new builds. See that we adjust at the top? Um, the reason I take out new builds is because they're in the instructed column, um, but they actually don't go into the sold column when they actually sell. Uh, new build um, and builders uh, like Persimmon, like Bellway, like Barrett, um, they don't actually put, their sold figures in here so you're better to actually strip them at the beginning to keep it like for like the old primary school thing about let's compare apples with apples and pears with pears and <laughs> most people have actually grown up like that um so right across for the whole of june now this is actually quite interesting uh this paints a different picture than what we saw for the week this is to 7% Five, six, eight to seven percent overall 568 actually came onto the market 494 sold now you would think at this point in time that that's actually supply, uh, demand, supply outstripping demand. But let me tell you why this is actually quite a good result here. Uh, if we drill down into regions, look on the month, more bought in Cooper than there was actually sold. So Cooper is a great area to sell right now uh, if you're looking for a great price point, and uh, probably Cooper is a good area to sell. Um, East Nuke thirty versus twenty five. That's a higher end of the market, but again. 83%. And remember, keep in mind 83% in your mind. Uh, St Andrews, 38 versus 33, 87%. Uh, Leadmouth, 50 versus 34. Look at Leadmouth. Uh, now, in the weekly ones, it looked like mouth. Look at that, 11 versus 15. And it was like, wait a minute, demand's outstripping supply. Then when we go to the month that's just passed, actually, supply is outstripping demand for Leadmouth. So there's a lot of properties coming out of the Leadmouth area. Um, Dunfermline, 33 versus uh, 12. Uh, uh, 233 versus 212. Eclinoth is 53 versus 45. Kirkcaldy, 117 versus 93. Now, overall, 586, uh, 568 versus 494, 87%. Let me talk to you about this 87% figure. It is a rule of thumb, if, and I will briefly talk about um, one of my shows that I did during the week. I think it was on the Thursday night I did that. I actually covered, is it a Fife buyers or sellers market? Now, it doesn't need to be a five buyers or sellers market it could be overall in any market itself you can analyze the figures yourself um and, and 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 in that show in this link so click on the link you'll see the link to this show and it talks about what is a five buyers market what is a five sellers market um, what is an introducing a balanced market actually and understanding the dynamics of supply and demand in the market itself um they actually assume uh, now what happens here is out of 100% it comes on, let me explain this, if 81% sell, in other words, we've got 87% now, that's actually a really good market, 81% or above sell, and that's a brilliant market because it's assumed that 19% of this amount that come on do not sell, and the reason for that is because it's maybe someone selling up to move in with someone else. It's maybe someone selling possibly a deceased estate um, and, the, and these figures as well, which will never go on to buy. And um, so that's why they don't appear in the sold. So they'll come in and instructed, but they won't appear in the sold um, for that reason. And uh, so they'll come on as instructed, they won't appear in the sold. Uh, that's why it's actually quite good because these people won't go on to buy the ones that instruct. And um, so the people of, you know, the deceased estates, they'll not go on to buy. And um, people that are moving in with someone else won't go on to buy. Um, and that's why that figure is actually very good in comparison because that's what the house builders measure uh, to measure if it's a point market or not. If that percentage is 8 to 1% or below, um, then they make an assumption it is not a really good market. Um, um, uh, now, let me also talk about what is a balanced market, a stream buyer's market. And well, as I said before, I talked about that. Is it a balanced market? Is it a buyer's or seller's market? Um, just let me quickly cover um this one okay. I'll cover this and I'll go to the year to date, which is January to June, which is a six month period. In a designated property market, um it states the follows: if it's it see that one there, that 87%. If that's uh if that's sitting at zero to uh 20, uh, it's an extreme buyers market. If it's by if it's 21 to 29, buyers market, 30 to 40 balance market, um 41 to 49. It's a seller's hot market, 50 to 59 hot seller's market, 60% plus extreme seller's market. How on earth is that? How on earth could it be an extreme seller's market if properties are actually taking a wee bit longer than usual to sell? Well, this is because most of these numbers that you see in here are actually lower value properties in the sold columns, whereas the instructed columns have a lot of high value properties in there, but they've not gone on to sell. So these are the properties actually sitting in the market right now in terms of the the properties actually currently on the market. So the higher value properties are actually sitting still um, and they're taking a lot longer to sell now and the lower value properties are actually selling quickly. So this is a kind of, this 47 and 52 the 47 here doesn't necessarily mean though it will be 47 in here of the same properties actually sold, there'll be a mix of different price points. And we find in the sold columns, the, the price points at the higher value don't appear there, where the sold column tends to reflect the price points at the at probably about 250,000 and downwards. So if your property is, is 250,000 and upwards, it will take a wee bit longer to sell. Now, why is that? Let me tell you base rates have gone up to 5%. We all know that. We all know five-year fixed rate deals have gone up as well. We all know people coming out of mortgages right now, their mortgages will go up as well. By the way, if you can fix it before it comes out in six months' time, speak to your bank now, because base rates, I have a sneaking suspicion, will move up just a wee bit more um, before they actually level off. Um, However, what's happening here? as the banks have actually pulled a lot of mortgages in the last couple of weeks, but they've introduced new mortgages to replace them at different rates and at different conditions. In other words, bigger arrangement fees, potentially. They want to recoup a lot more money up front, but keep the base rate down, if that makes sense. So they want to keep the rate down, but they want the money up front, But if you had the money on the rate overall with the zero arrangement fees, then probably the rate would have been higher. So they're just trying to get more money up front out of you right now in order to balance their books, in order to make their liquidity better. That's what they're doing. So it looks like overall they're keeping the rates down. Because, for example, how on earth could you get a five-year fixed rate deal at 5.6 just now if... Base rates are sitting at five percent. How is that possible? It's because the arrangement fees is put in there to be a lot higher. Usually about three uh, percent. They're doing on some deals. They're still doing two percent in other deals as well. And that's how they do it. They're also becoming. They're also beginning to become very creative uh, for the top end of the market. And they will. It will. It will. In the next six months, it will be a bit more creative for the top end of the market. What I mean by that is. They'll be taking mortgages, usually a typical term of 20 to 25 years, and they'll be offering products probably at 35 years now for some people. Now, the reason that they're going to do that is because it brings the monthly cost down. Now, the movement from 25 years to 35 years on a mortgage, in average, on average in general, it brings down the monthly cost to you and I as a mortgage holder by 20%. So in other words, if you're at £1,000 a month, it would bring it down to about eight £800 a month. And for a lot more people, that would be a lot more affordable, but over a 35-year period. Interestingly enough, you'll pay more if you keep that mortgage open. However, if it brings the monthly cost down for that period of time, 35 years, and you start to earn more money, or you're educating yourself more, and you get a better paid job, then it gives you the opportunity to pay that debt down a lot quicker later on. But it allows you to buy a house on the affordability index of a monthly payment at a higher price point than you can right now. And that's why in the next six months to a year, the mortgage companies and the banks will become very more creative in terms of what they're doing. Now, they're not doing anything. They're not manipulating anything. All they're doing is just moving out the term. There's been talk as well, eventually, uh, there'll be 100-year mortgages. I have a sneaking suspicion in the next 20 years property prices will actually double in value again with salaries going up and also with 100-year mortgages uh, coming into play, therefore bringing down the capital cost in order for repayment down um, to a lower monthly amount. And then all you're doing is paying more or less the interest every single month by a small amount of capital, amount, a capital cost every single month. Now, whether you want to choose a 100-year mortgage or not is a different story but it has been talked about and, 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 and Boris Johnson actually spoke about it in terms of what we had spoken about to the banks when he was the Prime Minister. So it's it's to come and this is what will end up pushing property prices up in the, in the long term overall and they will still go because everybody's sitting here is saying, how on earth is property prices going to sustain and keep going? It will because of that reason because they're coming more creative with their products, the banks. Remember, when it comes, when push comes to shove, the banks don't want to do anything other than sell you a mortgage or sell you a loan because that's how they make money. They're not here to bail you out. They're just here to sell you a loan. And then, but they also have to have a duty of care now in order to make sure that when they do sell you a loan that you're stress tested at a higher level. So what they're doing now is they're stress testing a lot of people at the higher level between 8 and 11% mortgage interest rates. Now, it doesn't mean to say they'll go up to that level, but before they've stress tested a lot of people, between the 6 and 8% that are coming out right now. So, their mortgages are coming out right now, and the products that they're offering, they know the 1.3 million people that are coming out with mortgages now for renewal on and their, and their fixed rate deals, have been stress tested at between 6 and 8%. So, technically, they can't afford it, even though they've probably spent quite a lot of their money on maybe getting a car loan, or maybe having better quality holidays, or maybe having nights out, or maybe putting more into their pensions, or maybe paying off more of their mortgage. So they know, fine, but between all the people who have stress tested, that there is cash, there is disposable income there. I mean, I know we don't think it, but the banks assume that based on what they've stress tested you on before that you will have disposable income somewhere that you can reallocate to your mortgage payment, hence the reason why they're not so concerned about their liquidity overall. Hopefully that makes sense. If you know anybody in that position right now, tag them in this post so they understand what's going on here in terms of mortgages and the mortgage market itself, and also where base rates are going and where property prices are going as well. Now, the rule of thumb, if you bought a property in the last couple of years and you want to put it back on this is what's coming through as well if you bought it in the last couple of years and you want to put it back on you might not necessarily um, um, sell it be able to sell it for the exact same price as you had before potentially that's only potentially that's yet to be seen but this seems to be the rhetoric that's coming through i don't have any clear evidence of that right now however i do realize that mortgage rates are higher therefore Therefore, the affordability knocks a lot of people out of that higher price point index in terms of buying property at the higher price levels. Therefore, that's why I said before at the very beginning that if you've got a higher price point of a property and you're on the market right now, it will take a lot longer than what we initially thought to sell that property. So hang on in there. Remember, when we go back to these numbers, when you look at the 568 and you look at the 500 there, and you divide that by the 30 days in June, 500, and divide it by 30 days, effectively there's 17 people every single day buying a house in, in Fife. That tells you straight away. Now, what price point they're buying at, you know, it tends to be the lower end, but there is ones at the higher end. We've sold, you know, properties already in Spottas Gardens at 650,000. We've also sold properties in, in Fortland at 550,000. So there's no reason why these price points won't, uh, won't, won't, allow people to buy at some point in time but again we've got to wait on the banks catching up in terms of coming up with the creative mortgage products in order to allow that to happen Uh, i come back to it all the time you might have to get a longer term mortgage if you've got a mortgage right now and you think i can't afford these monthly payments because the bills are getting too much speak to your bank about pushing the term of your loan out and see what they say about that and see how that will affect you on your monthly payments This is what I did 30 years ago or 35 years ago when I first started, when I went back to college and I trained to be an accountant. We lost our full-time income because I was full-time at that time. So in order for me to go back, I pushed out all my loans and I put them at lower, lower, a longer length of terms. Therefore, the monthly payment came down dramatically. I consolidated them as well to do that as well. Therefore, in the short term, I was paying lower monthly payments every single month in terms of keeping my cash flow right and then eventually when I qualified as an accountant, when I worked in industry and when I doubled my salary and then tripled my salary, I was able to start paying these, these loans off um, in, the, in the medium term. And so that's the kind of um, medium to long-term planning you need to think about. Uh, if you need any more help with that, please feel free to ask us, uh, put a message, in the, uh, a message in the comments or you can maybe message us direct and I could go over that again with somebody, with everybody all again, if they want a particular, uh, maybe a wee masterclass in cash flow and budgeting and financing. Um, And I'll tell you what I did. Um, That would be maybe a one to follow if anybody wants a bit of advice on that as well. Um, So hopefully that's explained, buyers and sellers property market. But right now, uh, in terms of June 2023, we're sitting at 60%. So the percentage of properties marked as sold, subject uh, to concluded, uh, in relation to the total stock of properties on the market, is round about 60% which means it's still a really good seller's market right now. If you're a buyer, for goodness sake, don't wait off for some sort of crash because I suspect it ain't coming at all and the prices will stabilize and stay exactly the same, if not go up slightly in some of the areas in five, leaving you left on the side with more to pay for a property. If you're going to be living in that property for the next five, maybe 10 years, what does it matter if you bought it right now and it may be dropped by, I don't know, 5%, 10% in the next year, and then suddenly in the next 5 to 10 years, it goes up by 30%. You've made 20%, but you've not made anything at all because you stay in it, and all it does with buying a property is secure your place on that step in the property ladder itself for you to upgrade or downgrade from, and it stabilizes your position and hedges you, in other words, protects you, against any volatile movements. Um, for example, if you had bought just before the property boom, your house would have got a boom, and the property boom would have got a boom. So it's all relative when you went to sell again, because you were selling at a 30% increase over the three years, and you were buying at a 30% increase over the three years. It made no difference. That's what a property does. Your home ownership, owning a home, stabilises you in the market, gives you security of tenure and actually allows you to make your decisions. There is a benefit to renting as well, obviously. The mobility of labour, the fact that you're not committing to a mortgage, the fact that you've not got any repair bills, you've got an entry cost which is really easy to rent um, and it's it's low in terms of having to get a mortgage and committing to that. Um, the landlord's got the mortgage and the exit costs on renting as well is minimal. It's 28 days notice and you get your deposit back if everything's fine and you move on to your next property. so easy to do that. That's why they've both got got a good market in terms of what you want and what you want to deliver. Let's look at the six monthly figures from January to uh, June, just daily now. Okay, this is a really good um, indication about what's going on. Look at that right across the board. Look at the 91%. Now, what I said before, remember what I said before about it's assumed that there's a certain amount of people that will not go on to buy because deceased estates and people actually selling to move in with someone else. And there's a few other things in there as well. And that's why the percentage there is actually a really healthy percentage over the last six months. Whether that's to continue, we will know next month and the month after as it goes. But the Bank of England and the economic think tanks actually are convinced and the government's convinced that the inflation is possibly under control. And remember inflation. Let me talk about inflation. Inflation is like a cruise ship leaving the harbour. It is so huge that when inflation starts to take off and build up momentum and speed, it takes a long time to slow it down like the ship does. Now, the slowdown of the brakes are base rates. But when they apply the, ba- the brakes of base rates on the cruise ship, if that makes sense, they don't know when that cruise ship is going to slow down how quick it's going to slow down. So it might what they're trying to avoid is putting base rates so high that there comes a point where six months down the line the actual cruise ship stops completely the economy and the housing market stops completely because basically with inflation's dropped like a stone but we they actually can't stick, kick start it again this is why they talk about inflation being healthy when it's about two percent this is why they want to keep it going because you do need some sort of growth in the market in order still to create jobs and stimulate jobs jobs and actually bring in uh, uh, taxation for the exchequer because if there's no jobs there's no money coming in for the exchequer to run the whole economy and pay all the bills for everything that's getting done in the the civil service and in your local councils as well. That's why it's important for inflation not to go to zero, but actually just to keep healthy around about the 2% level all the time, just to be a healthy balance. Um, If it goes to stagnation, that's when everything starts to drop, prices start to drop, people start to get laid off because the manufacturers no longer, or the the services industry no longer can afford to keep these people on because therefore if if their prices drop in, they have to find a cost saving somewhere else. And typically when that happens in a business, the first thing they go for is labor because that's usually typically the biggest cost in a company. Hopefully that's explained to you how important it is to get the balance of base rates to try and curb inflation right but also not to over, not to not to do too much because, as I said, it's like a cruise ship. You might be actually stopping the cruise ship so quick that you actually you actually you, you bring the the whole economy to a halt, a grinding halt. So hence the reason why I think possibly we might have another base rate rise, but I think that's probably it. We might not have a base rate rise at all. That's important. Um, but if you're buying. For goodness sake, just get on with it now if you can afford that, because in the long term, it'll make no difference to you. Okay, let's talk about what's coming to market. It, no, actually, let's jump back to the six-month fingers. Um, you can see there, look, 91%. and uh, So right across, 85% in Cooper, um, 267 versus 228. East Nuke, uh, 128 versus one one seven St Andrews, 207 versus 177. Pretty healthy again for St Andrews. St Andrews is typically sitting at 81%. So 86% in the first six months of the year is quite good. Uh, Leave them 249 versus 224. Uh, Don Feldman, uh, 1248 versus 1,218. Glenorthus 303 versus 286. Uh, I'm actually reading these out for the benefit of Instagram because it doesn't appear on Instagram like this. They just get me talking to the screen. Um, And Kirkcaldy, 657 versus 523. and 8% supply and demand scenario. So demand... Uh, demand right down, demand down across the board overall. There's no, in the first six months, there's no huge, there's no over. There's no a bigger demand over. But as I said, with the natural wastage you have of people just no longer going on to buy because of the circumstances, um, it means that that's actually quite a healthy market in the first six months of the year. Uh, really good, actually. We're going to talk about my website statistics in a minute. I tell you what that'll blow your mind because it's like, oh my God, social media, it's going through the roof. Um, but I'll tell you about that in a minute. Uh, let's talk about what's coming to market. Uh, some are selling hot tips and styles and secrets. Uh, Perry and I did this yesterday. This is if your property is still in the market of if your property coming to market or you're thinking about selling, get yourself on that. Listen to the podcast, watch the video, Um, It will be really good for you because we've got a lot of good insight into how to add value to what you're doing and also how to get uh, the property match that might be sticking, how to get it sold. Um, Okay, so what's coming soon? Uh, Listen out for this. Now, these are properties that are coming soon. So we've signed them up. They will be coming to market. If you're interested in these properties, then message us about that property individually or give us a call or whatever you need to do to get in touch with us. Because potentially, you could hear about that property before anyone else, like now, because this is the first time they'll be mentioned, by the way. Um, and it won't be mentioned until it gets to a website, which is possible about two weeks from now from some of these, because this is just signed up. We've still got to plan and we've still got to do the pre-portal and then still got to put it on the website. So you're going to get first insight in from the social media channels way before anybody else, just by simply watching this. So if you've got somebody that's looking for property in these areas and these types of properties, then tag them in this post, share this post with them. Do it privately if you want, just so nobody else knows. Because obviously you tag them in the post, everybody goes, oh, what they (laughs) want? Maybe want to tell them secretly. (laughs) Five Properties has got this one. Don't tell anybody else. Um, Okay, so coming soon. uh, Craig Grove and Cellar Dyke. We've got another four-bedroom detached house uh, coming on in there. That's a cracker. I actually did a pre-portal on that, so you'll see that on our social media channels. On, uh, I think it was uh, Thursday I did that. Uh, Midshore and St. Monin's, four-bedroom terrace house. This is a beauty. This sits right on the corner. Um, beautiful sandstone house, and it overlooks the harbour itself. Uh, Laurel Avenue and Methyl. Um, Perry did a pre-portal on that. That's actually really popular. If you're looking for a three-bedroom terrace house in Laurel Ma- a- Avenue and Methyl, a great price point. You better be quick, because that'll go... Gilmore Avenue, um, a three-bedroom semi-detached house, is up for sale as well. That has had a huge amount of activity on the pre-portal. It's just been done. Um, so if you're looking for Gilmore Avenue, a three-bedroom semi-detached house, and you are in a position to proceed, and you can make the selling offer they can't refuse, it could be yours before it goes to any websites. Watson Place in An Anshora, a two-bedroom apartments coming on. At Birch Tree Pl- Place in Thornton, a two-bedroom end-terrace. Uh, house coming on, uh, Bankhead Place in Windigate's three-bedroom terraced house coming on, Baird's Road in Kirkoddy, uh, Bairds. Braids, <laughs> Braids Road in Kirkoddy, three-bedroom terrace house. Braids Road, I know, is one of the most exclusive areas in Kirkoddy, and it's high demand every single time, a three-bedroom terraced house coming on, and that's where everybody wants to stay in the Kirkoddy area. Uh, so that's going to be a good one glendale and leaving two bedroom ground floor apartment coming on that'll be a great for a first-time buyer uh common's and pit two bedroom cottage i've been into that one that's a wee beauty that's literally just about 20 meters from the fife coastal park and, the harbor. and you're sitting in the sun and it's absolutely beautiful and um, it'll be a fantastic wee home for somebody to start off in so that's the ones that are coming on uh, if you're interested in any of these please feel free to contact us uh what's completed I'll give you an idea of what prices are going for, telling you what ones have completed. In other words, keys handed over, money exchanged. Uh, toll road, seller, dyke, three-bedroom, semi-detached house. It actually took, um, actually took eight months to sell. Jeez. Um, it did take a lot longer than usual. I, I think there's a couple of things um, to do with this with terms of the buyers and the sellers and that. Um, so this went for £345,000. Um, that was a good one. But again, it took longer. So this is how, this is how you have to understand your buyer might not be in the market now, but they will be later on. They always appear at some point in time. It's just getting them to marry up with the right price point. Uh, another one in Toll Road and Dyke, a right? four-bedroom, semi detached house, but that sold in two months, and it sold for 5% over the home report value for £315,000. Um Brayfoot Cottage, uh, Main Road in Arncroch. Have you saw that one? Oh, that was gorgeous. Um, That actually sold uh, at 7.4% over the home report value and that sold for 376,000 pounds. Uh, Rolling Street, St. a uh, two-bedroom in-terrace house, sold um, 2.6% over-the-home report value at 154000 Now, over-the-home report values represented uh, 15000 for Toll Road, represented an extra $26,000 for Main Road in It represented an extra 4000 for, um, uh, Arn- uh, 4, for Rolling Street and St. Monans, and that goes towards paying all your bills when you think about it. So some people actually get us for nothing, and they get cash back in the exercise. That's a good deal. Okay, let me talk quickly about another couple of things that we want to talk about. Oh, website activity. This is actually quite good. This is the first six months of the year. Now, this one will blow your mind. I did not expect this one at all. This is the first six months of the year. Look up there. January the 1st this year to the 30th of June, a couple of days ago, versus January the 1st in 2022 when it was the boom market versus the 33rd of June 2022 in the boom time. So the last six months it would have just been through versus the last six months of the boom time the year before. Look at the previous period, the dotted line. That was the boom in the dotted line. Look at the current period. The thick blue line is actually outperforming the boom. How is that outperforming the boom? especially when we've got properties taking a bit longer to sell. Well, it's the finance availability. It's the problem here. It's not the appetite for people looking to buy. It's the finance availability for them to buy. This is why we'll have to wait on banks sorting this out and getting that. There's, it's not a liquidity problem. It's just a short term issue with the banks pulling products and putting more creative products back into the market as I'd spoken before. But look at the website activity we have. It's 5,000 over the actual number of hits in the first six months from the year before when it was a boom. So what's happening here? Well, more people, see that, are going on mobiles, the, the, the dark blue line, as opposed to the year before. Less people are going on, a de- on desktop, in other words, mobile phone in order to look. This is the one I've got in front of me here in my hand. Um, More people are going on a mobile and using mobiles for for looking. And mobiles are very, very, are more receptive. Therefore, because we've got a captive audience. Remember, when people are on a mobile, you have your mobile with you everywhere. If you leave your mobile anywhere, uh, most people fall into a panic. If you leave your desktop or your laptop anywhere, it's like, okay, I'll get it later. But if you leave your mobile, it's the end of the world for most people. They need it. This is television, by the way. And if you've got a good strategy for mobile, that's why you get these numbers in terms of where we are right now. And that's why that's coming through on here. And the fact that this year, the first six months is outperforming the previous year's first six months in the boom time in terms of activity. So there's lots of people coming in and they're coming in on the mobile platform and technology. But where, why are they, what channels are they coming in? We can see it right there. Look at social media from the year before. Up 25% on traffic, 18,000 people in the first six months. That's 3,000 more people every single month on the social media channels in the first six months. 3,000 more. But look at the drop in the direct and the organic, which the direct is, in other words, i go into Google and I, I'll go into the, the search bar and I type in ww.5properties.co.uk or the organic searches, are i to go into Properties for sale in five properties for in Saint Andrews. These new call the rest of it. These two markets are actually dropping a wee bit. Referral channels has always been like that. That's never really a change. But you see how this is translated into the social channels. How most people are jumping to social channels first and actually seeing and buying property from social media, and actually responding more more to the social media channels than anything. But that's because of the mobile phone technology and the way consumers consume information and data now. That's why this is important. The most important tool as an estate agent we have now is this, and as a buyer, they're all using this. This is a huge shift. This is like you used to phone your pizza shop direct on the phone, and then all of a sudden Just Eat came along. Well, this is what our social media channels are like. This is like Just Eat of the estate agency world people are plowing in in the thousands to our social media channels in order to get that first bite because it's extremely convenient because it's right direct to their phone and they're not needing to phone anybody now. They're just coming straight onto channels and seeing something before it actually happens. We also have the golden opportunity to retarget people with proper marketing strategies and proper paid for social media strategies which actually target the right audiences through this channel. That's why it's important. Long gone are the days of putting a property on the website and hoping for the best. That is gone. That's a boom market. You have to learn now to do a different strategy and take on a different strategy and also learn how to chain build. In other words, you've got a house to sell. Okay, we can get a deal done with this, with this one, but we'll sell your house and then we'll get a buyer for that one and eventually we'll get a cash buyer for the one down the bottom and then we'll make sure every single one of them flows through seamlessly and everybody's got everything in place to do that that's chain building that is a that's a skill which has been lost over the last five or six years with the huge climb in the boom market where basically my cat could have sold the property in the last couple of years probably did actually okay um let's look at uh, numbers again, let's jump back to that. And so they're all coming through social media channels. A lot of people, but don't don't forget though the number of social me- number coming through social media is now equivalent to the number coming direct, which is 88,000 8, eight 8, direct and fifty seven thousand organic search. That's two hundred thirty four thousand in the six month period. So two three four, uh, and then divide that by six. That means thirty nine thousand people are coming onto our website every single month. Majority in the UK. Um, here so majority in the uk see how the uk index is up here and the number coming in. united states has dropped a wee bit Germany's up um Ireland's, uh, about a thousand uh, in the sixth month but that's because we have an overseas channel in terms of the biggest markets we had uh, london edinburgh uh, dundee um st andrews perth um and Ed- you know all these different all the high value markets we're hitting in terms of our website activity and more and more people are actually deciding um, I tell you what, I can't afford to live in Edinburgh. I can't afford to live in London anymore. I can't afford to live in a big city anymore. I'll actually get a bit, I'm now, they're now choosing to have a better lifestyle for them and their family and then relocate to an area which is more affordable. Guess where that is? I'll give you a clue. It's God's country. Yeah, kingdom of faith exactly. Um, that's where they're actually considering to move to and that's where, that's why we've got that. Now, I was at a housing summit the other day with Will There Any? And I was talking about that, and really, I've come to the conclusion, and I, and I said that to them anyway, the, the best thing you could ever do for Fife is actually build more affordable and more council housing. We need that because we need to accommodate everybody's needs in Fife, and we don't have enough of this at all. Also, the one most important things I pointed out for St Andrews is we need to build bungalows in the St Andrews area. There's a huge amount of people sitting in big, huge houses. They can't downsize because they want to continue to live in St. Andrews, but there's nothing to downsize to. So they're stuck in these big, massive houses. If we can get bungalows flowing through for the St. Andrews area, they can downsize into these bungalows, therefore releasing their house for people with bigger families to upgrade into. And that will allow the natural cycle of the St. Andrews market to go through. Um, so this was a huge debate about how to solve the housing issues in Fife, um, and, and it incorporated um, Paul McLennan, who was the housing minister, he was there as well, the Scottish housing minister, as well as Willie Rennie, as well as Claire Baker, as well as some of the other speakers from the residence associations, and um, Shelter as well, Gordon from Shelter, um, he was the assistant the associate director for Shelter itself the charity and so there was lots and lots of people that had their input into this john mills head of housing for fife council was there he had his input as well had a really good interesting things to say Uh, if you want to see more of that actually i did share it to my social media channels and the talk that i did and was about a 20 minute talk um on the private renting sector where i see things going and where i also see the the overall fife housing market going as well and so that's in here um uh, probably a couple of days ago I reposted that on the Friday. So it will be back in these channels somewhere. Okay, so we've talked about summer selling. We've talked about cracking the code five properties market. The last thing for me to talk about is Wealth Creation Show tomorrow. Um, I've got a special guest in the Wealth Creation Show tomorrow, and that is uh, uh, Kevin Whelan. Now, Kevin Whelan is a pensions expert, um, and I know it's a snooze fest when it comes to pensions. Um, we all we're all a bit like that. It's like, oh no, no pensions again. Um, but Kevin actually has a huge um, experience. He's an economist. He has written three books already um on the um on pensions, on especially what we're going to focus on tomorrow is everything you need to know about a SaAS pension. Now, a SAS pensions have always intrigued and baffled me. um and there's 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 so much research to do before considering them if they'll be right for you or not. Um, and luckily you don't actually need to head back to school because Kevin is one of the UK's leading experts and authorities on SAS pension. This is small self-administered administers schemes. Now, ideally these are for people in property and they're also for, for business owners. Um, they're perfect for that type of person. Uh, as I said, Kevin is an economist. He's an author and he's a founder of Wealth Builders. He's, a, he's an articulate and insightful speaker for print Audio and television media outlets on the subject of financial independence of business owners and ambitious employees, as well. So, if you're an ambitious employee, you're going to want to tune into what Kevin's got to say. He's passionate about improving financial literacy for our children, especially. And his mission is to help 50,000 families completely transform their wealth and become financially independent as a result. He actually has a credible track record in helping business owners create streams of recurring income, both inside and outside of their company and assisting employees to jump off the corporate treadmill. So if you feel like you're on a hamster wheel, home to work, Monday to Friday, living for the weekend and you want to get off, maybe you need to tune in tomorrow, 12.30 to watch Kevin on the Wealth Creation Show and everything he's got to say. You can ask him all the questions you want because we will be live. I'll be asking them loads of questions as well, because the self-administered pension schemes, is something that's always intrigued me. And it's apparently, it's meant to be extremely good, as I said before, for ambitious employees and small business owners as well. Um, So if you know somebody out there, small business owner, and they're thinking, how can I develop my wealth a bit more? This is the one for them tomorrow. This guy has come (laughs) along. I've managed to get him on my show and, uh, and I think it's going to be a cracker tomorrow. Um, anyway, that's me. See you tomorrow at 12.30, Wealth Creation Show, my public profile, or YouTube channel, or Twitter channel, our Instagram channel, or TikTok channel, our Facebook um, personal and uh, public channel. For me, I will share it to my office channels, but the Wealth Creation Show tends to be a personal project for me, just about, and it's me just basically learning from people a lot more educated than me. <laughs> about what I should be doing and how I should be doing it. Um, And at the same time, everybody's getting the benefit of listening in. Anyway, I'll see you tomorrow at 12.30. And until next time, guys, I'm Joe Parker for Five Properties TV.